industrial marketing friends. From Gorilla76, the industrial marketing agency, this is the Manufacturing Marketer Podcast, a show dedicated to all the small marketing teams working at companies that make stuff. We are your hosts, Aaron and Brendan. And the topic of today's conversation is extremely important for setting up the marketing team for success. Uh, Having the right goals in place, communicating expectations to leadership, and agreeing on how those goals will be measured is huge. It can feel daunting, but it's also your best bet at communicating marketing's value and getting a seat at the table. We've talked a little bit about setting and measuring goals and KPIs on the show um, back in August of 2023, but today we have Strategy Director Grace Wright joining us to take the conversation a step further. Hi, Grace. Thanks for joining. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah. um, Grace Wright here. I'm Strategy Director. Uh, I lead our strategy team, kind of what we do for clients and why. Um, Happy to be here. Awesome. So obviously you've had a lot of these goal setting conversations with leadership at manufacturing companies in the past. Um, So just to set the scene, what do you recommend tracking in terms of goals and KPIs? Yeah, I think um, a, a trap you can fall into when setting goals and KPIs is like being too much of a yes man um, in the sense that like I think sometimes when a non-marketer or a non-marketing like leader sets KPI goals and KPIs, it's much too like in the weeds. Like it's like, what's the KPI for this blog post or what's the KPI for this um you know, minor change you're making to a product page or something like that. And like, certainly there are like benchmarks for performance for emails and for blog posts. And, you know, it's not that you shouldn't be looking at the performance of, you know, individual pieces of a marketing program, but I think to set yourself up for success, like you need to be really limited in what you're tracking as an overall goal and what you're tracking as an overall KPI. And it's, you need to like, you're really aligned with like, the company goals in terms of like, what's the five-year vision, 10-year vision of the company? What are the biggest obstacles to achieving that? And how tactically are you mapping towards that over the next 12 months? And what are your like overall goals for those 12 months? Um, And having like as few goals and KPIs as possible to help you understand the break point of like, am I on or off track of achieving that overall target um, rather than like having 15 KPIs for 15 different deliverables. It's, you know, like I think the best marketing strategists um, are more focused on like cohesive, clear actions tied towards an overall target. Um, So I guess (laughs) in terms of what you should track, um, I think it's about setting the right strategy and having the right pieces in place to track whether you're on or off track of achieving like the overall goal over like a set time horizon. So I think that the goal to me should be simple. <laughs> and and to me, it's pretty obvious that it's like what's it, it should be like a goal either around revenue or pipeline or total number of inbound sales requests and at what quality um, you would recommend them. So like those would be the only three things I might consider a goal. Um, in terms of like KPIs, I, it, it depends on, you know, what actually is like your overarching goal, but I think like cost per opportunity or like a, I don't know, 
quarterly inbound sales request target or something like that uh, would make sense in terms of a KPI. And then if you aren't hitting those KPIs of like, hey, I for this program to make economic sense, I need to be like, I know that generally speaking, 50% of my inbound sales requests are going to become opportunities and 12% are going to become like paying customers or whatever. So if I back that out, I know that I need to be hitting, I don't know, 15 a month <laughs> to make this program work. Um, and you're only hitting eight or whatever the case may be. I then you can start to double click into like, why am I off track? Is it that the strategy is wrong? Is it some performance indicator, like something I need to like pivot about how I'm going to market? Um, or you might only get eight, but they're all really high value deals. And you're like, well, actually that's fine. I, again, like I think that's why it's so important to ground any goals and KPIs around like what actually you're trying to achieve rather than getting like so caught up in the details. I never want to have a website traffic and discussion of like, why is website traffic down 5% and like that derails your whole reporting discussion that, that those are the rabbit holes and traps I think you can fall into. I totally agree. It's so easy to just be like, we're going to have all the goals, but then there's like, that means there's no priority then. And then you yeah. don't like, especially in manufacturing, right? We don't have the resources to have, 15 priorities, right? We have the resources for one, right? So like Grace, what you said, yeah, let's go after the, the goals that actually lead the business. And then we'll have some KPIs that feed into that. And I think about it too, like, you know, New Year's is coming and a lot of us are going to set health goals, right? I want to get stronger. Okay. Well, so like your single blog post is basically just like your set of bicep curls. So it's like, oh man, that set of bicep curls really hit the spot. It's like, well, yeah, maybe you like, you want to make sure you're doing the right effort. Um, but that like is not going to make or break your program for for mm -hmm. weightlifting, and one blog is not going to make or break your marketing program, right? So like, yeah, we want to make sure, yeah, are people going to that blog and consuming the content and, and picking up the message that we're trying to deliver? Yeah, that that is important. But what's the goal of the piece, right? The piece, the goal of that piece is to do that, not necessarily to drive business now, right? It's a holistic approach to your marketing efforts, so that when people are ready to buy, they come to us. Yeah, so I totally agree. We have to be really focused in on one, maybe two goals, um, and they should be tied to business. Um, and when you do that, though, you have to bring in other departments, right? Marketing can't just own the revenue goal, right? There's the sales team, and then there's the customer service team, and then there's the contracts team. Like, we all have to kind of work together to work towards that goal. I think that's a great way to get by and to make sure everyone's on track of the marketing plan and the sales program and just how we're going to market. Um, otherwise, you end up being siloed, and it's really easy to be like, well, marketing's not really doing much for us, so... Let's cut it. We don't want that. Yeah. And I know it's different company to company. Some companies, you probably, maybe this is already built into the way that you work. You're required to set goals for your position. Um, maybe sometimes you're not though. And marketing isn't really being held accountable to results. If that's the case for somebody listening out there, Grace, Brendan, why is it important for marketers to have conversations about goals and KPIs with leadership? I think like I think it's really important to align on the outset like if a goal that's being handed down from leadership is unreasonable you need to address that as soon as possible or it's just going to be a really tough discussion in 6 months and it is actually your fault that you didn't hit that goal because you didn't speak up. Mm -hmm. Um I I'll say that there there are some battles you can't win I guess is what I'm saying and like 
uh, understanding like leadership's philosophy as early as possible is important. Um, like I've definitely been in situations where, you know, I'm walking through like the, the goal being handed to me is like, we need to triple leads. And like, it doesn't even matter what kind of leads, just get me white paper leads that like a lead is a lead. And I'm like, the lead is not a lead. <laughs> mm-hmm. I dove into your historical data and like your white paper leads are converting at like 0.01% or something wild. Um, and you know, your inbound sales requests from, you know, paid media are converting at like, I don't know, 15% to customers. It's like a lead is not a lead, (laughs) you know what I mean? And trying to have that discussion, but then, you know, I've definitely been in situations where it's like, yeah, that's great. We still need to triple leads. Um, and there are some battles you just can't win. And so I, I think as a marketer too, sometimes you have to think about like, is this the right place for me then to grow and, um, to deliver, uh, you know, a meaningful impact. Uh, yeah, I would say there's, from my perspective, like Aaron, you said, like, there's a lot of companies out there that are like, we don't need a marketing goal. We're just going to marketing, go do marketing. And I think you're starting to do yourself a disservice, right? Because then you start to just like be order taker. Let's make a brochure. Let's make a flyer. Right. But if you can put your flag in the ground and say, marketing is going to be responsible for driving uh, one new lead every week or, you know, what, 12 quarter. Well, cool. Now you can start asking for resources to back that goal up and you can start tracking some of that spend to achieving that goal, um, which allows you to get into running more effective marketing programs versus just being an order taker for sales. So there's one thing for the company that I think is good. And then personally, you know, I'd love to put on, you know, quarter over quarter, I drive a 5% increase in leads uh, from my marketing programs onto my resume. Because maybe the current company that you're at doesn't care about the goals. But if you want to go to a more advanced place, they're probably going to have some sort of marketing goal that you want to align to and you can talk to in an interview. So I think there's some like selfish things that you want to consider when you're setting goals for yourself in marketing as well. Awesome. So having a conversation with goals or having a conversation with leadership around goals uh, can be kind of a nerve-wracking thing, especially if you haven't been held accountable to goals in the past, and this is something you want to initiate. Um, Grace, how have you prepared for goal-setting conversations with leadership in the past? Um, I feel like goal-setting used to frustrate me in the sense that like, I don't have a crystal ball, so like, I can't tell you <laughs> how many how quickly I'm going to get to revenue in your new marketing program or uh, like the assumptions I made with you in terms of like, we need to go after this market and and that being the opportunity that we identified in discovery. Well, if that assumption's wrong and we need to pivot, um, then it's going to be a little bit of a longer timeline to results. What I can promise is that if you kind of follow the, you know, iterative process of like, okay, validating, is this working? Is this not pivoting? making sure that you're tracking, you know, whether early indicators are on or off track and being really honest about what the data is actually telling you, we will actually map to results. But I can't tell you that it's going to be exactly 101 leads in the first year, whatever the case may be. Um, I think that the way that I've kind of come to a place of mental peace (laughs) around goal setting for myself is thinking about it as like the the check engine light for a marketing program. Like what is the overarching goal? Let's say it's revenue. Okay. 
and it's, you know, let's say it's an 18 month sales cycle. Well, I'm obviously not going to get to revenue on day one of a marketing program. So what are the KPIs that I need to hit for it to make economic sense based off of the annual contract value, lifetime value, um, customer churn, just any known metrics I have and backing into like, okay, based off of like all of these assumptions around the average deal size and whatnot, um, I know that if I generate X inbound sales requests that match these parameters every quarter, um, you know, I'm earning my keep, so to speak, as a market. Um, And if I'm not hitting that, then I'm at risk of not having like our program be revenue positive over the course of the next two years. So I think of it more as like a break point, like where if I'm hitting them, like everyone's happy, <laughs> we're on track, we're we're going where we need to go. Um, and if I'm not hitting them, we need to have serious discussions about like, okay, is the targeting off, is the overall strategy of like our messaging off? Um, you can start to like look into the data um, to to diagnose like what exactly is going on, but you trigger that like diagnosis pivot state of a marketing program if you're not hitting them, as opposed to just being like looking at a KPI or goals as like a promise of what you're going to deliver, if that makes any sense. Um, That's how I find it really useful to think about it. Um, I think Two, something that's really important when you're prepping for a discussion is um, expectation setting, like, which is something that kind of comes, I think, from experience of like having delivered uh, like a a program in the past of like, okay, what general timeline to results can you expect? Um, Like, obviously, you know, any new marketing program, I'm not going to, you know, turn on LinkedIn ads and like, 500 leads come in the first week or anything like that. Or you know, if you have an 18 month sales cycle, I'm not going to deliver revenue in the first month. But what are we looking at in months one, months two, months three to make sure we're on track? Um, and then especially when you have KPIs around like inbound sales requests or quoted opportunities or what's the timeline of um uh like when you need to start hitting those KPIs? Like there's a grace period where you're validating, you know, you're targeting, you know, are, are we reaching the right people? Is it resonating? Like, do we have all of those early vanity metrics that indicate we're going to get to leads pipeline? Um, but like, where where is the point? Is it three months in, six months in that you're agreeing with the uh, uh, leadership team about like, okay, we need to be starting to hit our KPIs by then? Yeah, I think expectation setting is like one of the most challenging and also important pieces of this. What are like some of the common pitfalls, I guess, or like things to avoid or or things to be super aware of when you're trying to set expectations with leadership? I think it's unreasonable to just expect (laughs) a leadership, like, just trust me, like, it's going to take six months, maybe. And like, but just trust me between now and six months, and we'll get where we need to go. That's, it's kind of an unfair ask um, of the other party. Uh, I think like, you need to be really clear on like, okay, it's not going to be day one, but around when should we start expecting it? Like, and being able to walk through past scenarios of like clients or like how you've seen results start to manifest in the past. Um, 
as well as like having a clear roadmap of like, okay, well, you're not going to be reporting on revenue day one, but it's not like you just can't report on day one. So like, what are you reporting on leading up to that? That would tell me whether I'm on or off course of, uh, getting to like meaningful business results. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's up to the marketer then to start to distill. All right. Yeah. We're going after high intent leads. Well, what are the, what are the behaviors that a prospect takes before their lead, right? Well, they probably come to the website and they're probably visiting pages, right? So yeah, then you probably want to get into Google analytics and see, are people going to these landing pages that I want them to go to? Do those pages have higher engagement time on them? Are they engaging with more pages after they see that page, right? Like start to look for some of those things that a prospect would do before they, you know, make the move to fill the form out. Um, so you got to do a little work, but like, that's not the goal. Like increased website activity is not the goal, right? You can get bots to do that. Uh, we want prospects to do increase. So it's like, we have, it's, it's all cohesive. It's all holistic. Um, but pick out those things as like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe people engaging with our ads at the beginning. That's important, right? We're doing demographics on LinkedIn or yeah, we had the right people that came to the trade show, or we had these great people that came to our webinar, or these people came out to our, um, you know, our truck show. Um, you know, we went and drove around with the sales team, right? But I had to invite them with marketing. Um, we had this many opens with email, right? So there's a lot of leading indicators that can lead into the goal. And that's what you're reporting on, I think, Grace, right in the first six months is, but not all of them. The business leaders probably don't want to see every single percentage point, but you know, the, the highlights, you know, here are the things that are working well. And then also here are the things that aren't working well, right? I think we have to live in this realistic world where not every program we're going to run is going to be successful. And it's disingenuous to do that as a marketer, I think. So it's important to just be real. Like you kind of have to separate yourself from the data sometimes, I think, and just like let the let data be the data. You do the analysis and make the recommendation on how we're going to change moving forward. Um, I think a lot of people can be just be like, I'm just not going to talk about the bad stuff. And then nobody's going to ask. And then it's not going to be a problem. But it will be a problem because you actually want to hit your goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. I was just going to say, like, I, I think your value as a marketer is not your ability to hit some, like, arbitrary number. Um, or even if it is founded in something, it's your value is not, like, in whether or not you hit a specific mark. Um, your skill and your talent and, like, why you're in this position is because you can analyze data and assess whether you're on or off track and make changes so you can meet those goals, right? Um, it's not just like a, a, a yes or no, like box you're checking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you want to like know as early as possible, whether you're on or off track, if that makes any sense. Like one thing that we've been investigating that that's kind of, I guess, the value of working, you know, with an agency that, um, you know, specializes in a particular um, market. But one thing that, you know, we've been looking to uh, into identifying is like, what are the trends between like our top performing marketing programs that we've launched? Like, what are the early indicators in terms of like engagement on the website, engaged sessions, um, you know, scroll depth, time on page, things like that, that indicate, um, you know, we're really doing a successful job of reaching the right people, engaging them, um, like our uh, messaging in the feeds, really matching the the intent on the website as well. And um, basically just those early indicators that like what we have to say is resonating. So I have a question specifically for Brendan. Grace just mentioned that. <laughs> I know, imagine that. Um, <laughs> but Grace just mentioned that like 
we have, obviously we have the benefit of working in an agency and we have a large client portfolio and Mm -hmm. we can benchmark based on things we're seeing across companies, across industries. Um, Brendan, if you can think back to your like in-house industrial marketing days, like what types of metrics would you be looking at? Like in that position to kind of prepare or maybe analyze, come with some good ideas for goals. I don't think I was very good at this, but like looking back at, you know, Brennan of two or three years ago, um, some of the things that I've been looking at, we are very distributor focused then, right? So it, ne- it wasn't like, yeah, us getting leads in was important, but there was like a twofold thing, right? So we want to get these high intent leads from the website with our contact forms. We also had this distributor motion where we would just kind of be a pass through for end users to get information on our product. And then they would just go right to the distributor to purchase it without dealing with the middleman, you know, the manufacturer. And so I was starting to get to the point where I was tracking which distributors were being clicked on and then trying to track that to how much business were they actually doing, right? So they were the ones that were the ones that were posting revenue. So were we seeing, and this was very tied in closely with sales, right? Because the sales team was the one that managed our channel partnerships. So it was, okay, we are driving this amount of traffic to our website. And then, you know, X percent went to this distributor, X percent went to this, this distributor. Um, and then because of that, did we see any sort of growth out of the distributor? And then, you know, try to follow back with them. Like, hey, it looks like we drove like 10 people to your website this month. Did you guys get any meaningful contact with them? Right. So like trying to close the loop on some of that stuff. Um, I think that was like a big thing that we don't really deal with a lot here at Gorilla is, you know, a larger manufacturer with a big distribution network. And how do you like track that through into your distributor partners? And then that starts to tie into like your sales programs and, you know, all that kind of crazy stuff that you'll do on that side. Um, But yeah, it wasn't just for us. It wasn't just forms. It was, yeah, are we passing through good contacts to distribution? Yeah. And that distribution network just as always adds a whole different layer of complexity to really anything we talk about on this show. Mm -hmm. But um, that's, that's good advice. Cause I know a lot of people listening, like do sell through distributor networks. So. um, And you know, in-house, like you are running a lot more programs. just like what we do here at Gorilla, right? For our clients, like we're really running digital demand generation that's fueled by content mm -hmm. in in in-house, right? You're probably doing that. You're doing some sort of advertising. You're probably doing some sort of email thing. Maybe you're running some webinars or you're working with sales to run webinars. You probably are doing some sort of trade show. Maybe you have a print strategy with, you know, trade groups and that sort of thing. So you kind of just got to like boil those things down to like, what are the most important things I'm looking for out of each of these channels? And then trying to track them to to whatever that success metric is that you're looking for. Because really, like, I'm not like looking to grade myself, but I'm looking to grade the channel. Is that marketing channel delivering the results that I'm paying for? Right. I know, like, if I run a webinar with my trade group partner, that thing costs me ten thousand dollars. Am I going to get a ten thousand dollar value or greater out of that event? Get like knowing, like, I'm probably not going to book revenue out of that, but did that thing drive enough business or conversations to my sales team for it to make sense for us to continue to do a program like that? Or do I need to shift that budget? Yeah, Grace, I saw you kind of look shocked. That's how much those things cost when you run them through those uh, trade groups, at least the ones that I dealt with. Expensive. Yeah, I think like as an in-house marketer, just being like curious about the data that you have in front of you, like you're probably collecting something, right? And you're either going to find like valuable insights where you can 
set goals based off of some historical performance, or you're going to identify a need for like the ability to track something in the coming year. And that's, that's kind of a goal in and of itself to have a better tracking system um, to measure towards success. I think a pitfall with that too is implementing I know everyone's probably getting excited. We got, you know, 2024 coming up, Q1. It's like, let's launch all the programs. If you don't have any programs going right now, don't launch all of them simultaneously. Launch a program at a time to see if you can track the back. Because if you launch five programs right now, you're not going to know which one led to the success or and which ones were complete duds. So you kind of want to phase these things in over time so that you can see, okay, I'm running a digital demand generation strategy with guaranteed distribution on LinkedIn. You want to let that bad boy run for three to six months to see, is that thing driving an increase in contact requests or whatever your metric is? Uh, if it's not, then you can you know, like, okay, I either need to switch the strategy or maybe this, this thing doesn't work for me. All right, now let's try email. Um, you want to make sure you get a good baseline for things. Like, yeah, just be careful on running multiple programs at the same time without knowing like what the benchmark is for each of them. I think beyond like the the just general i guess strategic idea that like you you only have limited resources so like you can't do everything and spread across everything at once it's just going to kind of you're not going to make an impact anywhere with anyone um i think one thing i've been trying to become more conscious of over the last maybe year or two is the amount of air i'm leaving in the room if that makes any sense, like mm-hmm. it's if I'm reporting on 15 KPIs every time I, I have a, you know, marketing reporting call, it's like I'm not leaving any time to assign meaning to that or yeah. tell a story about it. And I'm going to get five one off questions about each of them. And like, that's the call. And it's not very strategic. It's very much like I'm digging up that data, but I'm not really like acting off, off of it in a meaningful way. <clears throat> and I think the same thing can be said for um, like, if you aren't really running any marketing programs right now, and you're trying to get a new marketing program off the ground, starting with like five <laughs> programs at once is setting yourself up for like all of the air in the room and any touch points you have with key decision makers is going to be yeah getting things live and not being very strategic about like what's actually working all of your time. And, and this mm-hmm. is going to be around like getting things done. And that's not, it's not very strategic. Exactly. I mean, like if you had to put that in perspective for like, if you were trying to explain that, it's probably the same as like, you know, your product development team, right? Like if they were just to- constantly in production mode, they wouldn't have time to like innovate and actually create something that's going to, you know, drive business going forward. And I feel like that think time in marketing is like just as important. So leading up to this conversation, is there anything that you would kind of share with leadership ahead of time to kind of like preface this, um, especially if you haven't had these conversations in the past? Um, I think one of the most important things you can do is like any data analysis. I I don't think anyone's going to like read a long email if you sent it or anything like that. Um, I don't know. I, I think making sure it's really clear, like, 
how you landed at any conclusions you made. Um, like if you dove into historical data to kind of like back into what you think the KPIs should be or your modeling based off of kind of like their known close rate or different things like that. Like making sure like you're walking through the process of the the data and how you landed at the conclusions you did because like you're going to have a lot of nodding heads if you go through it that way as opposed to like here are my KPIs, trust me, um, is not how you're going to get buy-in. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think buying is a constant thing that you're always trying to do, right? To think like I'm not going to talk about leadership all year until it's October, and then let's start planning 24. It's like that's probably too late. You don't have any report built or trust built, right? So that's where I think it's important to have either a biweekly or at the minimum a monthly meeting where you're just like talking with the sales leadership, marketing leadership, company leadership. Here's where the marketing program is at right now, and you can just have an ongoing discussion on. How things are tracking and it kind of just makes it easy for you to move into future planning right you know a uh, quarter out or a year out or whatever it's going to be for you and so you mentioned like coming you know basically prepared to show your work right like how you arrived at these proposed goals and kpis um sometimes these conversations can be pretty collaborative right i mean ideally leadership's going to be like great i trust you love those goals but sometimes they might push back like how how do you kind of navigate that um collaboration i guess i think uh, you have to at the beginning right like I, I think it's a mistake to be like coming in like here's our goals for this year like i want to have a conversation with the leadership and say hey what are you guys are trying what are you trying to do with the business in 2024 right you know like in a lot of times you're going to get somewhere between like probably a 5%, 10% increase in revenue, right? Because they have a, they have some sort of sales goal, right? The board has given them that goal or, you know, if they own the company themselves, like they know like, yeah, they want to make more money next year. Uh, and you got to kind of figure out like, you know, maybe a 50% increase in revenue is probably not the right number, but if it's a reasonable number, all right, we can work with that, right? So if we know it's a, you know, 10% increase in revenue, well, here's where the marketing budget was at for us to achieve this. Probably need to look to increase that marketing budget for us to get requisite increase in revenue. Um, so, so those are some things to think about. But it's like, yeah, like I don't want to like go like here's a goal, and they're like, oh, we weren't thinking that at all. But mm -hmm. because you have been building rapport, trust, like nobody thought to talk to the marketer about the goals they're trying to set. So you kind of have to poke your nose in there and say, hey, boss, what what do you want to do in 2024 at the business level, so that I can go in and talk about what we should do to achieve that through marketing. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like if I were to shut down this zoom room and enter a, a zoom room with like a new client or whatever. Um, and it's the first time I met with them, like that would not be the time to have a goal setting discussion. <laughs> I think it, it, it starts with kind of what Brendan was saying, where like, you need to understand the business strategy and the business goals and the business challenges and what's worked to date, what hasn't worked to date with marketing. Um, what markets are they trying to sell into? Um, like, where are the biggest opportunities? Where, um, you know, how are they positioning themselves today? Like, really deep discovery. And then you can kind of like shut down that call, look at the balance of everything you've heard from them, map out the strategy of like the biggest opportunities you see to double down on um, and really focus their budget. And then you can start to have a discussion about goals because um, you understand the company goals. Um, 
But in terms of like how I would prepare for that goal setting discussion, again, after deep understanding of like the business, um, it there are kind of three different ways I might back into what the KPIs should be. And again, it's all it's all modeling and forecasting. There's no crystal ball. I don't know what the future holds. Um, and I, I think it's really important to say that because like these three different ways of looking at it are going to land at like three different, very different places. And you kind of have to figure out what what's the best, uh, I, I guess, KPIs to set based off of everything you know about the client. But the first one is if there's any historical data at all, like have they run, like if you're proposing a demand gen program, for example, because that's kind of what Gorilla does. <laughs> have they run LinkedIn ads before? Have they run Google ads before? Because then I can take a look. I love when they've run ads before because I can typically look and start to make bets around like, okay, you're going after a 100,000 person audience, but you don't have enough budget to go after that audience actually. And so you're like barely scratching the surface of what's possible there. Well, if I do better alignment around the budget and audience size and exclude everyone who you couldn't do business with anyway, you're going to have a greater impact for the same budget. And if I know that you're getting like a 1500 cost per lead on Google ads, but you're bidding on 500 keywords with the same ad and the same landing page, well, suddenly I can start to make efficiency bets there too. Um, so I, I love being able to dive into the historical data and start to like make bets about like, I think I can achieve this if I do X, Y, Z. Um, the second way I might back into what I would set as a KPI is like what I was talking about before, modeling based off of like known sales metrics. Like if I'm starting with a company who really hasn't invested in marketing in the past, then I can start to look at like, okay, what is your annual contract value? What generally... Are, am I recommending that you spend in Google ads and LinkedIn ads? What generally do I see as a cost per lead across our client portfolio? Um, assuming that I'm going to get more efficient quarter over quarter and assuming that you retain 75% of, you know, closed one revenue every year, whatever, whatever the assumptions are that we want to make, then I can start to like model based off of like a benchmark of how many opportunities I need to be bringing in every quarter to reach a place of like, efficiency where the program makes economic sense. And then the third would be modeling top down based off of goals. So for instance, like if I know that the, like sometimes there are just unreasonable goals that are set. Um, and this is a good way to kind of like either identify that it's possible if you up the budget <laughs> or it's, it's just like not going to be possible. It, it, at all um, and having that that discussion early. So those are kind of the three ways I might like model and look at the data and come to a recommendation of you know what we should set as a KPI. Yeah, that's great. And those are all examples of strategies that arm you really well to have this conversation because it's not like you're a marketer who doesn't know anything and you just pulled these goals out of thin air. It's like you have put thought and research into it and you have reasoning for it. It also gives you uh, some tools to kind of like push back on unreasonable goals, right? You can kind of map um, ad spend and kind of the expected results based on the resources you're given and compare that to what's expected of you. Sometimes it's really obvious what's possible and what's not. Mm -hmm. So when you're actually in the room with leadership 
and you're having this conversation, you're, you're prepared, but what are some of, what's your advice for like approaching this with confidence? If somebody is like nervous to do this for the first time. Always start with a joke. Always goes well. Uh, Brendan, what, any joke suggestions? Oh, it's always based on the situation. Okay. Sorry. I can't help there. This is not a comedy podcast and it never will be. Sorry. Um, if you're not particularly funny, um, then uh, like myself, I, I don't know. I, I think, um, just being prepared and approaching the discussion with curiosity, um, making it a conversation rather than a presentation, um, and actively listening to what the other person's saying. I also think being proactive too, like, especially if you're at one of those companies that is um, like not currently requiring marketing to set goals and you as a marketer are coming to leadership and you're like, Hey, I want to be really proactive about 2024. And I want to start learning about what's going on in the business and hold myself accountable to some goals. I think that already is like, I would be so impressed as a leader if a marketer came to me with that. Like, I think that just says a lot about you already. And you should be proud that you're like initiating this conversation. Or if you didn't initiate it, you should be proud that you like put in the prep work and you're like ready to have it. So I don't know. Those kind of things help me too. Just acknowledging like what you've done already. Like you're already kind of killing it. You have to match the culture of your company too. Right. I think some co- companies you can go in there and it could just be a conversation. You might have a couple of notes pulled up in your computer. Um, some companies, like they're probably going to want some written type of brief, right? Like in a Google Doc form or a Word Doc form. Uh, some companies, you got to go and build a deck and you got to, you got to go the whole nine yards because it's presentation briefing time. So you kind of just got to know, like, what does your leadership expect in, in these types of forums and make sure you match that, right? It's the same thing. Like when you're like interviewing for a job, right? You want to try and like, match the the style and the culture of the company that you're interviewing with um yeah like if you're interviewing at a bank probably showing up in a suit and tie right but if you're at an agency probably like a cool flannel or something right so so something to think about in that like you have to set yourself up for success to have those good conversations and if you come in not to the expectation of leadership it's going to be a bad time for you i think it's really important for listeners to note that um both brendan and i are wearing cool flannels um that that was really great, Brendan. Um, awesome. So we've talked a lot about like goal setting. I want to talk a little bit about the follow through, right? Because it's super easy to set goals. It's really it's a lot harder to meet them. Um, so once you've had this conversation, you and leadership have agreed on some goals and KPIs for the year, the quarter, whatever. Um, how do you make sure that those don't just collect dust? Um. I personally put those KPIs like just in a written, like on a reporting dashboard in HubSpot, you can like have like a little text um, thing at the top of a a dashboard. I just put them there. Um, Like, Hey, this is what we agreed upon. And, you know, at the beginning of any reporting call with a client, I'm like, Hey, as a reminder, this is our overall strategy for the year. These are the KPIs and goals that we had set. Um, I also put the timeline to which I'm going to be held accountable to them. So like, as a reminder, we launched your campaigns on, I don't know, August 5th, which means that, you know, our, our three month runway to like really needing to hit these KPIs gets us to, I can't do the math there. That would be at November 5th. Um, <clears throat> I think. 
but basically like just resetting and reminding um, at the top of every call. Yep. Yeah. And like, so that's how we do it at Gorilla. I think if I was in-house, probably looking to have at least a monthly touch point, maybe even every two weeks. And then in the off weeks, I'm probably doing a quick email reminder, maybe with a loom, right? Here's just where like a quick, like two minute thing. Here's where things are at this week. Um, and just always reframing, like Grace said, back through the goals and the KPIs that were agreed upon in that initial kickoff meeting. For sure. But I also don't want to be like so rigid either, like on KPIs. Mm-hmm. Like I like I want the KPIs to be a tool to make sure we're aligned on what success looks like, but not like like a, an example. And I think this goes back to maybe Aaron, something you said earlier on, like just needing to like be really aligned with other functions beyond marketing. But like, you know, I've been in situations where it's like, I'm bringing in a lot of inbound sales requests that like look qualified. These are not spam inbound requests, but they're not manifesting as booked meetings. Like something's falling off in yeah. the off to sales. Like I'm delivering technically, according to the KPI we had set, but that's not good enough really in a, in a satisfactory, like, are we being accountable to business results type of way? So then, you know, you can open up a discussion to like, Hey, like I'm doing a good job and like get them excited about the early results we're seeing. But it seems like this is dropping off. Like, what do you wish like what is currently happening when a lead rolls through? What do you wish was happening and setting up the automation and like aligning with the sales team on what that would look like? So I guess like realigning on the KPIs we set so that like we are super aligned, but then like not using that as a substitute for like thinking about what impact you're actually having. In that situation, there's a little politic and that's happening too, right? You don't want to side the sales leader if they're not converting your high intent leads and deals at a rate that's acceptable to the business. Don't go into the you know your combined meeting with leadership and say, I'm doing a good job. Yes, <laughs> that guy's not doing anything over there. <laughs> so don't do that. Go talk to Jeff before the meeting and say, hey, I'm noticing these numbers. Do you have any way, like, do you know what's going on here? Or is this something that we need to work? And maybe like, do we have a, um, you know, some sort of misalignment on the messaging and marketing that's going into sales? Um, you know, April Blanford talks a lot about that in sales pitch, right? So there might be a little disconnect there. So yeah, just like, don't blindside people in meetings when there's bad news, right? To make yourself look good. Cause you are like, we always talk about marketing sales alignment. That is a way to get misaligned for the rest of your time at that company and probably for the next marketer too. Thank you for calling that out, Brendan, because I think I the way I like talked about that made it sound like that. I think like for for what it's worth, I like when working with a sales leader too, I think another way you can look at it is like, how can I make your life easier? Like that's how I approached that conversation. It was one-on-one with the head of sales. <laughs> like, what do you wish happened? And then I set up the automation to make that happen. That was not a public discussion. <laughs> And I would say, like, make sure, like, when you have those check-in meetings, you're, you know, like, for us at the strategy meeting, make sure the right people in the room, right? Like, you want the business leader in there. I want sales in there, right? I want the sales manager or a sales director or, like, you know, lead salesperson or whatever in there because I want to be able to have a conversation on, here's what I'm seeing in campaigns. Are you seeing something similar on the like the one-on-one sales side? And, like, what obje- like that is a great place to start getting some of those. What objections are you getting? What friction points are you having? 
is there like, are you hearing anything about what the business environment looks like, right? Like, oh yeah, the United Auto Workers strike really is, people are talking about that a lot. So like that informs a lot of what I'm talking about in marketing on the trend side. And, you know, maybe like I could start to foresee like, oh man, we might have a dip in Q4 coming up because there's like, it kind of seems like people's budgets are really tight right now. So maybe we have to like realign our goals to, to get into where we think the market is currently at, right? Because we don't operate our business in a vacuum, right? We operate that in a very complex business and economic environment around us and a lot of factors play into it so like having some feet on the ground that are reporting back up to you like this is what i'm seeing is really important for you to make really calculated analytical decisions in marketing it's very well put thank you yeah awesome well this has been a great conversation thank you so much grace for joining us uh we talked a lot about how to prep for these goal setting conversations uh, leading them with confidence, and then also how to follow through throughout the year, making sure that these don't get forgotten or collected dust. Um, Grace, what is the best way for people to connect with you? Um, LinkedIn. I'm Grace Wright. And I work at Gorilla76 if you want to search me that way. Um, but yeah, uh, LinkedIn DMs are, uh, I post pretty regularly there too. So great place to reach out. And Grace is also often on Industrial Marketing Live, which is the like basically the live version of this podcast. If you're not already a uh, part of that community, it's the first and third Thursday of the month at 10 a.m. Central Time. Um, that also come that also comes with uh, there's a Slack community that's a part of that as well. Probably, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Slack community. There's a lot of industrial marketers in there. Uh, we have a good time. Grace is in there, uh, always dropping nuggets. Uh, so yeah, come join us in there. All you have to do is just reach out to me and Aaron with a DM and we'll get you uh, get you invited to that. So uh, 2024 is looking fun for us uh, on the IML and the TMM side. So uh, glad that you're all here with us and uh, we're still gonna keep this thing going. Well, thanks everyone. Bye.